0: Shoes. What's the matter, Morty? Coral. The spring. French wire armhole dress. Coral. The thing. Great gowns. Beautiful gowns. Fashion has changed. No, oh, it hasn't. Hi, I'm Lauren Garoni,
1: and I'm Chelsea Fairless.
0: And I'm so glad you made it today, Chelsea, because you almost didn't.
1: It was a fucking journey, I have to say. The Netflix is a joke festival needs to be stopped. It is destroying the city.
0: It is no joke on Los Angeles traffic, okay? It's destroyed sunset.
1: (laughs) You live very close to the Hollywood Bowl. It was a nightmare getting here.
0: What made it worse is that it's Dave Chappelle playing. You're like, look. I'll wait in traffic for Christina Aguilera backed by the L.A. Philharmonic, but not for this. Well, yeah, it's one thing if
1: you're actually going to a show at the Hollywood Bowl. It's another thing if you're just stuck in traffic with all of these transphobic Dave Chappelle fans.
0: I think the thing that's even weirder is this is his third night playing, but he hasn't played three nights in a row. Who was like in the middle? Well, it was like Friday, Saturday. Haim on Sunday. Mecca on Monday. Dave Chappelle Tuesday.
1: Very different vibe. I wonder if there's anyone that went to both. Let us know, audience. No one wants to hear us talk about this. Shall we get straight into the fact that Roe versus Wade is on the
0: brink of being overturned? Uh, can I just say that, like, I I'm so sick of this tweet that I kept seeing yesterday and today which was like something to the effect of of course the supreme court would overturn roe versus wade while we're all too distracted by the met gala a few things (laughs) they haven't overturned roe versus wade don't get me wrong they are going to but the ruling isn't happening until late june early july This is the majority opinion that was leaked on Politico while the red carpet was happening, and it's a first draft that was dated from February. So they're not that strategic, which is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, what's going on in June to distract us? There's not even awards season. It's like wedding season.
0: Yeah, not even Top Gun Maverick. That'll be out already. (laughs) But I find this hyperbolic dunking on liberals by, I assume, fellow liberals. For sure, it's only fellow liberals. You think conservatives give a shit about this? No, which is like the reason that we keep getting fucked royally. I agree with you. It's like, yeah, do I think that conservative judges did this under the cover of night? It's like, do I think Justice Alito knows when the fucking Met Gala is? That it's the first (laughs) Monday in May?
1: (laughs) Okay. Who on the Supreme Court knows that the first Monday in May is Met? I mean, Sotomayor, for sure. I think so. I think she's the most likely to know. Maybe Amy Coney Barrett, I hate to say it. No, she definitely doesn't know. She's too busy raising her 10,000 kids and being a Supreme Court Justice. Anyway, the Met Gala happened.
0: Let us have this, okay?
1: Yeah, Instagram is such a psychotic place when it's 50% Met Gala content and 50% Roe vs. Wade content.
0: I had certain friends who have that overlap where they are like social justice commentators, but then they also fuck with the Met. So I saw those 50-50s take place via the same person's Instagram stories. <laughs> I'm like, oh, have I gone on to the next person? Oh no, same person. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, okay, here, here are some mutual- Women contain <laughs> multitudes, Lauren. I know. We
1: can care about- fashion and also care about our reproductive rights.
0: Which we'll be doing today because I don't know what to tell you, Chell, but we have a modern fertility ad to (laughs) do later in the episode. (sighs) So... Another discourse I saw happening online was people bemoaning that no one was dressing on theme. And I just want to reiterate that the Met Gala, which is a 74-year-old fundraiser for the Costume Institute, was not meant to be a theme-based costume party. This is a phenomenon that dates back about a decade and was cemented with Rihanna's China through the Looking Glass Ensemble in 2015. I've spoken about this before, it needs to stop, and I feel like this year, maybe the fever has broken a little bit. Well,
1: I know that you think that people on TikTok are harsh, but wait till you hear what Tom Ford has to say (laughs) about themes. Do you want to read this
0: quote or should I? Should I do my Tom Ford impression? Yeah. Do you have one? Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) The only thing about the Met that I wish hadn't happened is that it turned into a costume party. That used to just be very chic people wearing very beautiful clothes. Going to an exhibition about the 18th century, you didn't have to look like the 18th century. (laughs) You didn't have to dress like a hamburger. You didn't have to arrive in a van where you were standing up because you couldn't sit down because you wore a chandelier. (laughs) I guess that's like Tom Ford by way of Zoolander. (laughs) Well, we all know who he's talking about,
1: although I do think there are a lot of Met Gala outfits that do call for a sprinter van, regardless of whether or not you're dressed like a chandelier. (laughs) On one hand, I understand his perspective. He's been coming to this event for years. He misses the old days when it was mostly philanthropists and fashion industry people. That's what he means by very chic people, right? He's not talking about Camilla Cabello. (laughs) (laughs) He's talking about Nan Kempner, may she rest in peace.
0: He's also talking about the idea that designers who would go would just bring their very chic friends who are usually models.
1: I don't know. I think it it used to be more socialites. Even up until quite recently, it was a different vibe. But on the other hand, I think that he should be less judgmental. He just doesn't like themes because the only theme that he could really execute is a Halston-based theme. And that's (laughs) what he did for Julianne Moore. And she looked great.
0: Yeah, I guess where I'm coming from is just this obsession with people dressing on theme, I feel like is hurting the red carpet in general. Because it's like, look, if we can't have the Golden Globes and everyone is scared to dress interestingly at the Oscars, like bring that energy to the Met. Right. Well,
1: I prefer that people dress on theme. That's just me. But I'm not about to make angry TikTok videos about it just because people don't. Especially with this theme, like let's be real. No one really gives a shit about Gilded Age fashion except for fashion historians and people that are really into period dramas. And I don't know how many of those people attended this event.
0: Well, I was showing you before we started recording a TikTok that I saw that was a trend of a type of video that I kept seeing today, which was what I expected from the Met Gala. And was all these great inspirations and references. And I would have loved to see this on the red carpet too, except for six out of the nine runway looks that were shown in the video I showed you are John Galliano for Dior looks. So this is my bargain. Either we stop forcing everyone to dress on theme or we have to uncancel John Galliano. (laughs) We're trying to. (laughs) Look, I don't make the rules. I'm just telling you, if you want it to be interesting again, then we're going to have to uncancel John Galliano. Well, he was kind of uncanceled when he did
1: Rihanna's Pope Met Gala look, right? Right.
0: Yeah, that was
1: post-cancellation, and that was incredible. I think the tension is, though, with Galliano, I don't know if no one asked him or if he refused to dress anyone. I don't know if they felt that the Gilded Age-type stuff, it's very old-school John Galliano, it is not Margiela at all. So I don't know if they wanted to make Rihanna-type exceptions for just anybody.
0: Fair enough. And something tells me that Bernard Arnault is not going to allow archive Galliano-era Dior pieces out of...
1: No, they'll just subject us to terrible contemporary Dior looks... Worn by Cara Delevingne, but we'll get into that later.
0: So we watched the Metcala red carpet separately because we didn't want to ruin all of our hot takes while watching the red carpet together.
1: Yeah, because you can never really have the same conversation twice.
0: But before we get into the red carpet as a whole, I think we need to discuss what's going on in the Vogue stream and Ease live <laughs> coverage. Well, I
1: watched both. So I guess I barely watched either of them because I was constantly going back and forth. But you, it seems like you mostly watch Vogue. Did you even watch E? I
0: did. I had the weirdest thing where the E coverage for me didn't start till 6 p.m. So when I went to go turn it on, it was halfway through Sweet Home Alabama so i watched both but not simultaneously as you did so i guess i had a better view although better is a relative view <laughs> so with vogue's live stream we got the utterly
1: bizarre pairing of hamish Bowles and vanessa hudgens he's a dandy she was in high school musical this does not compute it was a weird ass vibe these
0: two people would never hang but she was in the princess switch <laughs> one and two and i think three <laughs> And I did love her outfit. I did find that there were a couple of like overarching themes that people went with and like thoughty Victorian morning look was one of them. And I thought she did that very well. For sure. But I
1: I don't know if I love actually, maybe it was just that I was subjected to it for such a long
0: period of time. You have Stockholm syndrome with the dress, but whatever, you know, respect Jeremy Scott. Chelsea, I do have one question for you, though. What does the Gilded
1: Age mean to you? This was literally the only question they asked everyone.
0: And like no one gave a shit. So they all had to just think of shit on the spot. Did you notice that they, that Hamish Bowles or Vanessa Hudgens would be like, hi, how are you? And she's like, oh, it's Dior or something. Like they would just start answering a different question. (sighs) (sighs) Yeah, it was weird. I said in our group chat, I wanted just one person to go, I don't know what the Gilded Age is, okay? Well, the closest we got to that was
1: our girl Kourtney Kardashian. She basically said that. They were like, what do you think about the Gilded Age? And she was like, I actually don't think about it. Yeah. Bless.
0: An honest answer. Quite honestly, Vogue should have just invested in getting a hologram Andre Leon Talley and like have us write his dialogue. They stopped hiring to do
1: this when he was alive. (laughs) What makes you think they want to bring a hologram into the equation? (laughs) They could have had the real thing, and they did for a brief moment.
0: The other host during the E! livestream was Lala Anthony, who I continue to think is a clutch choice, considering that all the Kardashians were there, and she's one of Kim's best friends.
1: I wanted to love it more than I did. Well, there you go. You know, no shade to Lala, but it just there's something about this that didn't compute for me.
0: Well, some of the most refreshing Vogue coverage I didn't even see till after the red carpet was done. And it was Emma Chamberlain. And also, kudos to all those poor online videographers and video editors who were like at various hotel rooms at the Mark and the Carlisle, (laughs) and on the red carpet that got all of those videos up. I think they put like 20 videos up within a couple hours, so.
1: It's incredible. Yeah, shout out to all of the social media managers. Working that
0: must be absolutely insane, especially if you're doing it for a media outlet or something. Yeah, we hope you got to drink some champagne or maybe steal a flower arrangement on your way out. E, on the other hand. (sighs)
1: So... (laughs) Where was Laverne Cox, for one thing? She didn't want to be involved in this mess. I'm sure she did. Did she have COVID or something? What happened? Because I was really sad that I missed her Oscar coverage. And so I was excited to watch her do E. But then I tune in and it's just Karamo who... How did he get this job before Tan France? Oh, wait. Neither of them know anything about fashion.
0: Oh.
1: We also had... Xana Rossi, who I always appreciate because she knows the most about clothes of anyone there. We also got Philip Picardi. We got
0: some other blonde chick. Yes, that would be Camille Kostek, a Sports Illustrated model.
1: Not great either. I'm sorry.
0: I thought the most disturbing thing were those weird hologram graphics of the attendees, which like the first time I saw it, I had it on mute, so I was like, "Oh, Chloe Grace Moretz is there? She seems super dressed up to just be doing a correspondence piece." And then I realized that she was being beamed in.
1: Yeah, they're do they're using terrifying CNN esque technology to bring these looks to life in the space it's incredibly scary
0: well we also haven't discussed which we always love about e because we find it so dehumanizing is they always have them so far away from the actual location It's like, just have them in LA. I find mm-hmm. having them 3,000 miles away somehow less embarrassing than them being 30 blocks away from the Met. Yeah, were they in
1: like Rockefeller Center or something? That's where they used to be.
0: They were in Columbus
1: Circle. So yeah, not particularly close. They could go to that J Crew store in the mall and get some colored ballet flats, but...
0: I know, the E-Met Gala coverage is becoming like MSNBC on election night. Like, I needed Steve Carnacki to have some LED for tracking the Kardashian arrivals like it's the electoral college or something. Like go, just go full election night. If we're doing this. Yeah. Just go full election night.
1: I agree. The funniest part of the E coverage was the fact that they, like many other people, misidentified Jared Leto, which who was the guy that, Everyone mixed up with Jared Leto? Frederick Robertson, who I still... I still have no idea who the fuck that is. It was the most insane thing. And then when the co-host like corrected Karamo, he refused to back down. He was like, no, that's Jared Leto. It's like, have you seen Jared Leto? He would never be caught dead in Iris Van Herpen.
0: Yeah, he's got that blood oath with Gucci. Tan would have known that. Would he?
1: I think that's generous to Tan. I think my biggest takeaway is that with something like this, we need someone funny and charismatic like Laverne or like Joan Rivers or someone. They don't have to know that much about fashion. And then we need someone like Hamish, someone that can come in with the knowledge, someone that can be like, that's not Jared Leto with confidence.
0: Well, this has always been our point, which the problem even with Joan Rivers and fashion police is that those people usually know nothing about fashion. So they're just like cunty about people's bodies or looks or think that Jared Leto is not Jared Leto. Or you have fashion historians that are not very funny. So it's kind of academic readings on fashion.
1: But I feel like e-fashion police misidentifying people is just like part of their culture at this point. (laughs) Remember when it was the Oscars and they were convinced that Sandy Powell was Tilda Swinton? Yeah. I mean, I get it. I can see it. But it's just funny. They at least need an intern that can come in on their, um, you know, headsets and tell them it's not. Guys, we're
0: right there. We're happy to not even be on camera. We will be the people to just tell you that (laughs) Sandy Powell is Sandy Powell and not Tilda
1: Swinton. (sighs) Weird vibe. Before we get into who was at the Met Gala, though, should we talk about
0: people that weren't there? I should have bet money on some of these against you, (laughs) (laughs) Chell. I could be five bucks richer now. Okay, be specific. I mean, of course Rihanna wasn't going to be there. She's probably in active labor right now.
1: Yeah, but don't you think, like, having your water break on the carpet would be, like, incredibly cunty and cool?
0: Yes, I do. Do I think that's realistic? No. You know what also wasn't realistic? The idea that Julia Fox would have been there. Okay, you are high as fuck. I think that speaks to how out of
1: touch Vogue is. You really think that the fake Jared Leto deserved an invite over Julia Fox? You're going to come here and say that to me.
0: No, and that wasn't my point. My point has always been that, yes, that is an incredibly clever idea. I just didn't think that Anna was going to let that happen
1: but it's just so obnoxious to me because you can hate Julia Fox, whatever, but you can't say that she has not captivated our imagination this year in a way that other attendees like, I don't know, Phoebe Bridgers or Aquafina, maybe hasn't in the fashion department anyway.
0: Julia Fox was too busy calling the paparazzi on herself.
1: Also, I was convinced that we would get the full cast of Euphoria this year and we got even less Euphoria than last year. We got three
0: euphorias,
1: which were
0: I just showed you before we started recording. Maude Apatow was actually there. Okay, so Lexi, I
1: didn't recognize her, so I thought she wasn't there. Sydney Sweeney,
0: okay, and I Jacob about that. Elordi,
1: yeah. But I feel like it's Barbie and Hunter that really bring the pure euphoria energy because they have their like crazy eye makeup and shit.
0: I was surprised that Alexa Debbie wasn't there, but you know.
1: Yeah, insane.
0: Quite like uh, Barbie's storyline in Euphoria this season. She also got cut down. Like I get that Zendaya had shit to do, but whatever.
1: Also, we had a lack of some designers, namely Balenciaga, which dominated last year, opted out this year. Demna's like, I did it. I think he doesn't want us to get too comfortable and expect that he's going to do
0: it every year, which is cool. He's like, surprise, I'm back.
1: He's like a love interest that like draws you in and then pushes you away. It just makes it more intriguing and fucked up. We also didn't see any Gautier, which I think is insane. In addition to Galliano.
0: Yeah, well, none of the Glenn Martin stuff, and uh, not even like Glenn Martin's Diesel stuff. Could you imagine a de- a denim uh, bustle? Yeah, that would have been amazing. That would have been amazing on Julia Fox. Let you know what—that's our fan <laughs> cast. That's what <laughs> in our minds, Julia Fox would have worn a denim bustle by Glenn Martin's for Diesel.
1: Well, the thing is, with the Gilded Age, it's so much about corsetry, right? And Gautier, Galliano, Vivian Westwood, those are the people you think of when it comes to corsetry. Although Vivian Westwood, SZA wore Vivian Westwood, but it like was not good. It didn't work out. Not because of the dress, but because of everything else. No shade to SZA, but that was my feeling.
0: There's such a weird alchemy when it comes to the Met because the designers that you think would work for the theme and the red carpet are not necessarily the ones that are invited or necessarily do it.
1: There's a thousand reasons for why a certain celebrity goes with a certain brand. There's a million. And the public at large doesn't really have a sense of
0: all of that. Of course not. I thought it was very bold for Gaga to not go to the Met and instead drop her ballad for Top Gun Maverick on the same night.
1: See, I'm such a terrible little monster. I haven't even listened to it yet. It's all right. It's no. It's probably amazing. I'm going to defend it, even though I haven't heard it. (laughs) Well, okay. You're a true little monster. You can't see, listeners, but I have
0: my paws up. But who was there who made a triumphant return? Our girl, Sarah Jessica Parker. I was so scared that I
1: wasn't going to like this and then have to pretend that I like it because SJP is our queen, but I actually loved this. What did you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, she always... I was almost used the phrase that I definitely want retired now which is like understood the assignment but we need to stop saying that maybe we should make a PSA
1: about this it's either it's either they did their homework they didn't do their homework they didn't understand the assignment or they understood the assignment these are the only phrases I've heard anyone say in the past 24 hours
0: also it's the met no one ever understands the assignment unless it's rihanna when mel ottenberg styled her okay i think people do understand the assignment see now we're perpetuating this terrible thing look sarah jessica parker always does her homework she did it it's done thankfully the tiny hat we don't have to make fun of it looked great it looks great well it
1: wasn't the kind of hat i imagined it was like a headpiece She wore Christopher John Rogers. The headpiece was Philip Tracy. The dress was a tribute to Elizabeth Hobbs Keckley, who was Abraham Lincoln's wife's dressmaker, who was enslaved, by the way, very dark, but ultimately freed. It's a pretty cool and specific reference point, although Vogue was a bit snarky in their coverage when they noted that the dress that they referenced actually predated the Gilded Age period by like 20 years, but whatever, it worked. She turned it out. Go off SJ.
0: I hope they brought that same energy to Kim or Chris or anyone that was in like Camelot cosplay. And by Camelot, I mean reference to the JFK era in the 1960s.
1: You mean only those two people because they're the only people that did that.
0: Yeah, it was basically that or there were a few people that interpreted Gilded Age as just flapper. Yeah. Is it time? <sighs> we're doing this so early. We can't help it, guys. We've moved <laughs> Carden up. Kardashian, Aholics Anonymous. This is a case for the FBI.
1: (laughs) So, should we start with Chloe or.
0: (laughs) Look, it was very nice for Rihanna to let Kim have this moment. Very generous of her.
1: Yeah. It is incredible that she pulled this off. As you all know, she wore a Marilyn Monroe's dress. I wonder how my neighbor feels about this. She's so jealous. Can you imagine? She disclosed on the red carpet that she lost 16 pounds in, what, three weeks to fit into this?
0: She went on a strict diet of no carbs and no sugar while running on the treadmill and wearing a sauna suit twice a day, adding that she didn't starve herself, okay, Chell? She was just strict, you know, when you lose 16 pounds in the matter of three weeks.
1: I feel like whatever she did was probably even more fucked up than a master cleanse. It was whatever Christian Bale had to do to be in The Machinist. That was the diet that she was on.
0: Yeah, I think Christian Bale just ate a can of tuna and smoked a pack of cigarettes a day, so maybe Kim (laughs) didn't do that. But a little history lesson. The dress was based on a sketch by Bob Mackie for the French-born Hollywood costume designer Jean-Louis who most famously designed Rita Hayworth's black dress from Gilda, if anyone knows that. I'm sure some gay man does. And I love you for that. Louis originally designed a version of the dress for Marlena Dietrich, who wore it in her concert shows, which is where Marilyn originally saw it.
1: Oh, okay. So she's really wearing a
0: German woman's dress? Well, he did make it for her. I mean, there's so many layers. It's like, it's a sketch by Bob (laughs) Mackie. Of course, because he's always done the most major Met
1: looks. Even if he designed it, how many years ago, roughly? 60 years ago.
0: Even if he designed it 60 years ago. I've seen, I mean, we've all seen so much fucking discourse about this dress. I saw one that was like, you know, she didn't need to wear the original dress. She should have just had a replica made by Bob Mackie. And that's what she should have done. I kind of agree. Well, ultimately, she did end up wearing a replica, which I need explanation for this, and I hope they show this on the Kardashians, which is she only wore it for a small time on the red carpet. Then there was a changing room somewhere on the Met red carpet where she changed into a replica. Right. A lot of fashion
1: historians and conservationists are concerned that she damaged it just because of, like, If she wore lotion, like, that kind of shit actually matters. Also, she had a full spray tan. Like, I wouldn't even, like, buy a dress from Essence, (laughs) wear it with a spray tan, and feel comfortable returning it. (laughs) Like, We should also note that she borrowed this dress from the
0: Ripley's Museum in Florida. Which... When I told my mom that, she said, I think you mean the Smithsonian. I said, no, I mean Ripley's, believe it or not. Because the Smithsonian
1: would never fucking lend it to her. That's the thing. Ripley's is not a real museum. Ripley's is like the Hard Rock Cafe, but bigger.
0: Well, I need some more explanation as to how Ripley's even has this because it sold at auction for a million. Then a few years ago, it sold again for almost 5 million. And then it's like, it gets very fuzzy in every article I've read. And it's like, and then Ripley's came to acquire it.
1: They clearly threw some coin at the situation and now it's even more valuable. Also... Today, we got sent a now-deleted post from the former head of conservation at the Costume Institute who was railing against Ripley's, railing about Anna Wintour for supporting this, saying that this would set a dangerous precedent with museums, which I just don't think is true. They will just tell you to fuck off. Like, if you've ever met someone that works in conservation, If you've even ever met like a woman that owns a vintage store that has shit from the 1920s, like they will tell you to get your fucking hands off that dress in two seconds. They don't give any fucks.
0: Yeah, you think you've experienced Karens? You've never expe- experienced vintage collecting Karens.
1: <laughs> you can email them and ask. They'll just tell you to fuck off. And that's, I guess, what will happen.
0: Unless, again, you're Beyonce, you're Kim, you're Gaga, you're Rihanna.
1: But Beyonce and Rihanna still would not be able to pull something from the Smithsonian or the Costume Institute like it's fucking Rent the Runway. (laughs) Like that's not happening.
0: So she said of the dress that the idea came to her after the September met of last year. She said, I thought to myself, what would I have done for the American theme if it had not been for the Balenciaga look? What's the most American theme you could think of? And that's Marilyn Monroe. For me, the most Marilyn moment is when she sang happy birthday to JFK. It was that look. I love millennial sex symbols like Kim and Megan Fox's obsession with Marilyn Monroe without fully understanding the woman's context. You assume that,
1: though, because they're like hot Maxim girls. I think we should give them more credit.
0: Well, I mean, I'm saying this, and I'm specifically calling out Megan Fox because she did get a portrait of Marilyn tattooed on her arm, then had it removed because, as she is quoted to have said, I didn't realize how tragic her story was.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, Kim is no Megan Fox. She did put her in a Skims campaign, but whatever.
0: But I wonder if Kim knows Marilyn was having an affair with JFK and his brother RFK and that Marilyn died of an overdose three months after singing happy birthday to the president. And, you know, many conspiracy theorists believe that maybe the Kennedys had something to do with her death
1: anyway. I'm sure she knows about that shit. It just makes the dress more iconic in a dark twisted way. America is dark and twisted. She kind of nailed the theme actually when you think about it.
0: This discourse, it's 24 hours later and I'm already exhausted by it.
1: I've already seen memes that are like Marilyn Monroe had an abortion.
0: <laughs> just merge merge the two themes of the day together. Also, some people are on theme without literally dressing on the theme. Like, what is more Gilded Age, which was about this idea of new money, like the Vanderbilts pissing off, you know, the old money, than Kim? Like, Kim is literally a woman that no one in the establishment wanted involved in this process, but nevertheless, she persisted. Yeah, and she was the last person to arrive. They held the carpet for her. Yeah, do we want to get into the fact that potentially Vogue leaked her outfit before they were supposed to? Or did they just have an exclusive and it's a very boss move to leak your own Met look before you've even arrived on the red carpet?
1: No, it's a terrible move. It takes away all of the drama in the shock value. But yeah, basically, Kim was photographed in the dress. This might even have been on a separate day. I don't know.
0: Oh, it's probably the day before. She probably did a test run of the look. And Vogue released an
1: article online revealing this photo over an hour before she actually hit the carpet, which just seems insane to me.
0: Which I took as like, oh, that's such a cool move to... To reveal your own look before you even left the hotel and you were like Lauren they fucking she's late to the Met like and they released it at a particular time and they thought you would already be on the red carpet by then
1: I'm sure they did but it's like you can unschedule those posts in Hootsuite (laughs) like it's not it's not that hard also I want to give a shout out to our friend Yo who lit that photo Kim looked major she did We have to stop talking about Kim. We could do an hour on this, but we have to blow through the rest of the family. Courtney and Trav in Tom Brown.
0: I mean, we thought Prada, maybe Dolce and Gabbana, given their relationship. Who would have thought Tom Brown?
1: Dolce didn't dress anyone. That's another brand that you associate with corsetry that just wasn't present.
0: As I say, if you're going to bitch about how no one dressed on theme, then you're going to have to uncancel a few people, guys. Okay? (laughs) I thought Trav looked great. I saw some people saying that they didn't like that he wore pants under the kind of Tom Brown skirt, but I liked it. Yeah, it looks great.
1: Weird vibe for Court. Didn't feel like her at all. (sighs) This is like a Tilda Swinton outfit to keep referencing Tilda Swinton.
0: But also to be fair, as as Courtney admitted, she didn't really think about the theme. So fine.
1: I think the weirdest part of it though is that it was a departure from their gothic aesthetic, which is kind of the coolest thing about them.
0: Although they did look like background extras in a Tim Burton film. So
1: anyway, Chloe and Moschino. Can you imagine knowing what Kim is wearing and ending up in that? She looked good though. She looked incredible. She did show up first, so I think she was also on the machinist diet.
0: I don't know what Chloe's doing, but is it terrible to say that I think she looks great? <laughs> I don't think it's
1: terrible. If this is what she wants, let her do it. And she did look great. I'm rooting for Chloe, and I was glad to see her here. I think this was really important for her. Kylie in Off-White.
0: Looking like Madonna in her 1985 wedding to Sean Penn. Yes, we can't really say anything bad
1: about this because it's from Virgil Abloh's last Off-White collection and to do so would be in poor taste. But the more I think about it, the more I like it because it does have a story behind it. It's unique. She definitely didn't look like anyone else. She did her own thing. And that's my final answer.
0: All right. And then we have Kendall and Prada who, I mean, that did not look like Prada to me. I was pleasantly surprised, but it was reminding me of Gwyneth Paltrow's Alexander McQueen look from the 2002 Oscars that everyone shit on her for.
1: Yes. I thought about that too. Although I totally forgot it was McQueen. They shit on her because they didn't feel like she was wearing a supportive enough bra. I remember at the time. They
0: also hated the look in general. Yeah, but clearly it was ahead of its time if Kendall
1: is wearing it now. Although I really find it interesting seeing Prada on the red carpet because they will just make things that completely go against the ethos of the brand. Like when has Musha Prada ever given a shit about the silhouette or even gowns in general? Like that's what's cool about them. They don't give a fuck.
0: Well, this is another outfit that falls into the uh, thoughty Victorian mourning outfit. Like someone that's just mourning their husband and dressing in black for a year.
1: Yeah, why not? Cool vibe. Love the bleached eyebrows also. I hope she starts a trend with that.
0: What, that people are just bleaching their eyebrows when they lose someone they care about? Yeah,
1: then you know who's going through it without them having to wear black all the time. You're just like, where did their eyebrows go? Chris and Oscar de la Renta. A woman after my heart. I obviously loved this.
0: Yeah, I thought she looked great. You know, if you got Marilyn, you gotta have Jackie O, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful.
0: Where was Lee Radzoel? That's what Chloe could have done. The forgotten and maligned sister would have been perfect for her, but whatever. That's true. Can the Kardashian clan just hire us as fashion consultants, just as like fashion historians? Like, here are the things you should be referencing. I
1: think they should hire actual fashion historians for that, but I'm a veil, I'm tech a veil. <laughs>
0: And next we have a category that only we would do that you would never see on E's red carpet coverage, which is women of a certain age.
1: Women of a certain age killed it on the Met Gala red carpet this year, didn't you think? They always do. So first of all, we have to acknowledge Glenn Close and Valentino, perhaps the most unexpected attendee.
0: Yeah, every year there's always one person. It re- kind of reminded me of when Francis McDormand showed up, also in Valentino, on the red carpet.
1: Or when Whoopi Goldberg showed up, also in Valentino. Or when um, Joan Collins showed up, also in Valentino.
0: Yeah, the type of people they bring are not those that you would typically associate with the Met red carpet, but look fabulous nonetheless. For sure. Well, she's very glamorous and she looked great. I
1: also loved Christine Baranski in Tom Brown. She didn't need to go full Gilded Age because she's already on that show and everyone's used to it, but she did have a great corset. I loved the sunglasses. That was one of my favorites.
0: And then Sigourney Weaver and Michael Kors. All right.
1: There's nothing that Michael Kors loves more than designing this exact dress. But you know what? It's a great dress. I hope he never stops.
0: And then Mae Musk with her son, some guy named Elon Musk, I guess. I love a mommy-son outing.
1: (laughs) And I love that she obviously dressed herself. Like She just looked like a rich,
0: glamorous old lady. For those who don't know, Mae Musk is a model and also the mother of Elon Musk. This is a bit of a digression, but I also
1: just want to say that I have a bone to pick with magazines that put like Mae Musk on the cover or Lauren Hutton on the cover or something (laughs) as an example of quote unquote beauty at every age. (laughs) And it's like, no shit. These women are models. They've never not been beautiful. Like being in your 80s does not change that bone structure. Also, it made me think like Lauren Hutton has been on the cover of Age Issues for like over 30 years now. It's crazy. Also, where was she?
0: Yeah, I also think we canceled cultured out age issues. I <laughs> think those don't exist anymore. They still
1: do, but now it's just like redefining beauty. You know what I mean? It's more like vague. It's like the new beauty icons.
0: Yeah. Did you also see that terrifying video of Kris Jenner fixing Elon Musk's tie on the red carpet, which indicated that they are pretty good friends. I mean, what stranger does that?
1: Well, also his mom was right there. It's like, I get it. If your mom isn't around, you let Kris Jenner fix your bow tie. But if your mom is standing right there, isn't that her job? Oh, no.
0: Anyway... Hillary Clinton was there. And Altazara. Given Hillary's answer on the Vogue livestream, I thought her dress was gonna look like Angelina Jolie's wedding dress with like famous women throughout history drawn all over the train. No, it was just like lining the neck of it, I think. I don't know. She was just like, amazing women like Sacagawea. (laughs) That's all I remember from her interview.
1: (laughs) I mean, whatever. It's fun to see a politician in the mix. Not as major as AOC's tax the rich moment from last year, but what can you do? Also, they had to have at least one first lady there, and she's a better option than Laura Bush. Those
0: are our options.
1: Well, yeah, I guess Joe Biden actually should have been the one to be there. Yeah.
0: And then we have an honorable mention of Jessica Chastain and what we're calling Norma Desmond Glam.
1: Yeah, she is not a woman of a certain age, but this look was giving women of a certain age, and not in a bad way. Like, this looks like something that Glenn Close would have worn in that Broadway production of Sunset Boulevard. It was major.
0: Yeah, I mean, quite like Jessica Chastain's TikTok presence, it works, <laughs> it's on theme, yet there's something just off about
1: it to me. I think turbans are hard. I think turbans are easier if you have short hair. Right. Like Glenn Close could wear this outfit. To me, this is like a Patty LaPone type vibe. Yes. Also, I would like to see some Broadway divas enter the mix from time to time. Like where was Beanie Feldstein in, in Gucci? It was Monday. She couldn't have had a performance that night. And also, last but not least, Miss Annie Leibovitz. Chic as fuck. She was wearing what Lauren Hutton would have worn had Lauren Hutton been invited.
0: And my future wedding outfit, which is just a white tuxedo.
1: Yeah, I loved it. She went with her daughter. So cute. All right, now on to
0: what we're calling the It Girls.
1: So we have Billie Eilish in Gucci. I loved Billie Eilish. The pale skin, the tits,
0: the choker. It was insane. She really went for it. It was a real age of innocence. yeah. But Chelsea, did you know that the outfit was also sustainable? No, I didn't. But tell me more about this. Uh, You know, it's just all that upcycling shit we can't stand. That's like, look, this is like older dead stock Gucci fabric. And look, these are vegan leather shoes. It's like, okay, so they're made of plastic. Yeah, we have to
1: stop talking about sustainability on major red carpets because all of these outfits are designed to be worn once. And they are. That is not sustainable. It doesn't matter if you use recycled fabric. It's not sustainable.
0: I will say, someone we don't have on this list, but one of the few actually sustainable outfits was Emma Stone in Vuitton, but it was her wedding dress that she just wore again on the red carpet, which I think is brilliant. That's cool no matter how boring the dress was. But that is actually sustainable. If you want to be sustainable, wear vintage. That's the way. Like Emily Ratajkowski and Versace. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about it, but I do like, again, if you're going to be sustainable, wear something that already exists. Oh,
1: really? I loved it because I was like, this is so ugly that it's major. Okay. The pendulum swung. Also, it was old Versace. It was from 1992. It was like pre-murder Versace. I was into it, but I know that I'm alone in that, so.
0: Also in Versace, Olivia Rodrigo.
1: It was Versace, but everything about it was just dog whistles of Betsy Johnson. (laughs) the lilac butterflies in the hair. Remember when we just like pinned silk butterflies in our hair? That was also a very Dolce & Gabbana thing in like the late 90s. It was also very 17 magazine prom issue from 1999. That's what it reminded me of.
0: Yeah, again, no one is appropriating the years 1998 Mm -hmm. to to 2000 better than Olivia Mm -hmm. Rodrigo. It's masterful. Her stylist is doing a very good job.
1: Haley Bieber in Saint Laurent, the only person, to wear that incredible collection that we talked about previously.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm of two minds because her and Gigi were two people that wore things that were off the fall-winter runway, but Haley's look is also someone who thought that the Gilded Age just meant flapper. No, it's not. There's nothing flapperish about it.
1: It's giving, like, Jerry Hall, Halston vibes. I think Carla Welsh turned it out. Like, she's obviously ignoring... The gilded age and like gilded in the sense of like gold, whatever. But But it
0: felt American. This is my point of we have to stop policing if people are on theme or off theme because I think this is a great look for the Met Gala. But if you're rating things on it being on theme or off, then it's not a good look. And so this is my point that we have to stop policing the theme for the sake of having a good red carpet. Bella Hadid in Burberry
1: didn't love I don't know if anyone can pull off a triple strand pearl necklace worn as an anklet moving on Gigi you loved I don't know my first thought was the quilting and the color really reminded me of that Tom Brown dress that he made for Cardi B for the camp Met Gala which really looked like something that Terry Mugler would do
0: Now, I can't tell if I genuinely like this look or I just saw Vincent D'Onofrio in the cell too many times late at night on cable (laughs) because this look was giving Vincent D'Onofrio's serial killer dreams in the cell. You're so right. (laughs) It
1: is giving Eiko Ishioka the cell realness. I love that.
0: Do I think this was Donatella Versace's intention? Of course not. We should also say it was her birthday on Met Monday.
1: Oh, happy birthday, Donatella.
0: Love a Taurus Italian lady.
1: Do we know how old she is? Because she still looks like she's 20.
0: You have Arena Shake and Burberry. I mean, someone had to look like Peter Moreno.
1: I fuck with this so hard and no one else cares. Everyone thinks that it's terrible. But I think she looks really major. And I get that this is not on theme, but an argument could be made that she's paying tribute to like, American fashion because it's an homage to bikers or some shit. But yeah, she just looks like a gay male leather fetishist. Like those are the only people that wear biker jackets and leather straight ties. It's more of a sexual thing, I think. But it's cool at a woman because we're so used to seeing women dress in dominatrix outfits. It's just a different vibe.
0: More women need to be leather daddies. <laughs> this is our platform. <laughs>
1: tommy dorfman and christopher kane i thought she looked good dress is not on theme but beautiful also fetishy
0: yeah and i didn't realize until she got on the red carpet that it was hunter green i thought it was black initially yeah
1: latex love a christopher kane fetish look kaya gerber in mcqueen what do we think
0: I think she looked great. I think she looked like a little fairy from uh, that 2000 adaptation of A Midsummer Night's Dream.
1: (laughs) It was very Midsummer Night's Dream. Well, because the dress was beautiful, but the hair might be the best hair I've ever seen, especially because her body is so tiny. It did make her look like a fairy or a doll or something. Beautiful. Beautiful.
0: Kaya Gerber for Tinkerbell. See, we need to revive those Annie Leibovitz Disney campaigns and have Kaya Gerber as Tinkerbell. That seems like an
1: old school Vogue editorial. Remember when they had really big budgets to do those crazy fairy tale
0: (gasps) September issue
1: shoots with Annie Leibovitz? It was like The Wizard of Oz or Alice in Wonderland. Even
0: the Drew Barrymore
1: Beauty and the Beast one. I think that was a Disney ad.
0: I mean, she's next to a lion. I don't know if it's the Beast.
1: Okay, have they canceled the shape issue, though?
0: Yes, they have. Yeah, no, it says Beauty and the Beast starring Drew Barrymore. Okay, okay, now I know what you're talking about. And lastly, Cara Delevingne in Dior. Someone
1: posted this on Instagram. I think it might have been Gabriel Held. It was something to the effect of how much attention does one woman need? And I can't stop thinking about that.
0: Is Cara Delevingne okay? Because a couple weeks ago, there was a video of her looking like super fucked up at whatever that like dystopian Eric Adams party for the credit card that helps you pay your rent so you can just go into (laughs) credit card debt to pay your rent. She's just there with like a champagne bottle looking super fucked. She loves a party. Give a
1: girl a break. But (sighs) I just really hate this. Tom Ford must have also hated it.
0: Well, first of all, because Tom Ford would not have been okay with nipple coverings. He's like, just paint your tits gold. No, it's like he would have been cool with A,
1: using a cane as an accessory. Absolutely not. B, pasties.
0: C, gold body paint. Unless it was just the nipples like he did for that Yves Celeron show.
1: Oh, yeah. The thing about the pasties was weird because it's much bigger than her
0: actual nipple. So it was just like, why? Yeah. Anyway. Have you ever tried to put those pasties on and then put a dress or a shirt over it? And you're like, oh, my tits look fucked. Like, I, now it just looks like I have giant areolas. <laughs> like, It would be better if I just wore nothing underneath this. Oh, no. Don't shame people with giant areolas. <laughs> We got some honest-to-God
1: supermodels this year. We did. Naomi Campbell in Burberry wanted to love this, didn't love it, but at the same time, this isn't a woman that's capable of looking bad, so yeah, there's that. Glad she's there. Yeah. Same goes for Kate Moss. Not the most insane Kate Moss red carpet look we've ever seen, but love Kate Moss. She can do no wrong.
0: Well, I think she gave that moment to her daughter. Another woman that showed up on the red carpet with her daughter.
1: Oh, yeah. Great mother-daughter look.
0: And then we had Amber Valletta, who might be the person responsible for why everyone is dressing on theme, because in our mind, she's the first person we can count that dressed on theme for the 2004, was it the Marie Antoinette? It was the Dangerous Liaisons. Right, right.
1: Met Gala that's the first time I remember someone dressing on theme because she came in Galliano, but then with like a full powdered wig and no one else was doing that then but she looked amazing and she looked amazing this year there's actually no time period in which this outfit would look bad it was so glamorous I'm obsessed with it now moving on to divas We have Katy Perry in Oscar de la Renta, styled by one
0: Tatiana Waterford,
1: better known as Tat on this podcast. So proud of our girl. She killed it. But this was so fun for me because I didn't see it until it was on the carpet. Like I saw aspects of it, but not the finished product. We wanted to have Tat on this week, but she decided to stay in New York and throw a party in her hotel room. So fuck her.
0: But she might leave us a voicemail and you listener will know if she has or has not. Back to Katie, I thought the bustle was really
1: beautiful. And shockingly enough, not that many people did do bustles.
0: Yeah, I wonder if everyone thought everyone else was going to do bustles so they didn't do bustles.
1: I think that was the case. I think that's also why no one carried a parasol, I'm thinking, but...
0: I don't dare say that Tat understood the assignment. I will instead (laughs) say that Tat did her homework, and this was perfectly on theme, and we're very proud of her.
1: We are, and it was different than anything that Katie's done in the past, so fuck fuck you, Tom Tom Ford. Ford. (laughs) Speaking of other people that were on theme...
0: Lizzo and people who actually carried accessories.
1: Yeah, yeah. The perfect accessory, though, she carried a golden flute, which would normally be gimmicky and so annoying. And I feel like I should be tired of Lizzo playing the flute by now. But there was something about it in this context that was so perfect. And it didn't even come off like she was desperate for attention. And that's a skill.
0: Yeah, I think that might be because she actually knows how to play the flute and was on the red carpet.
1: That might be it. But yeah, Tom, I was about to say Tom Ford. Tom Brown turned her out. Tom Ford fucking wishes. (laughs) Tom Ford is not making it look like this. It's not enough like Halston. Also, at what point does Tom Ford's obsession with Halston become like a mental illness? Sure, I'm going to like modernize his designs for the 90s. I'm going to sort of take his place as the celebrity designer du jour. But then he bought his apartment.
0: Now, for our future film about a woman losing her mind over a weekend in a beautiful house... Is her neighbor a man who has some sort of Munchausen by Halston? Actually, I
1: hope that Tom Ford directs that movie. Am I the only person that thinks he should just direct movies? He wants to do it all, Chelsea. I think he's an excellent director. And I think as long as there's redheaded actresses to star in his movies, he should just keep doing that. Nicki Minaj in Burberry. This is the time in the podcast where we tell the barbs to fast forward a minute.
0: Not that we're going to talk shit. I just, for other reasons, (laughs) we think you should fast forward. Completely
1: unrelated reasons. Although I do love Nicki Minaj's music and am a barb, I'm just not that deep in barb culture. Wow, this look. I, I don't even know where to start. For one thing, maybe this is my country roots showing, but it looked like she was covered in ticks. (laughs) <laughs> but it was actually just these little black, like body jewels.
0: Also, the belt was so gigantic that it felt like what a belt would look like in an SNL sketch parodying Patricia Field styling and Emily in Paris or something.
1: Yeah, it's like even Diane Keaton would not attempt <laughs> a belt this large. Also, it felt like the bodice of her dress was fighting with her tits, and her tits won.
0: Which can work, but not when the tits win this much. Yeah. Also, the hat, it looked like a leather
1: baseball hat with one of those puffy Prada headbands on top of the hat. I mean, if it's not that, then what the fuck is that on her head? Uh, I hate it because I just want to see Nikki look amazing. She's the best rapper, maybe not human being, but the best rapper. And I love her and it
0: sucks. Look, there's always next year and maybe let's not wear Burberry.
1: Yeah. Gwen Stefani and Vera Wang.
0: You had the best text in our group chat, which was the Ariana Grande to Gwen Stefani pipeline is real. Thank you, by the way. Of course. (laughs) This feels like a custom that Vera
1: Wang did for Ariana Grande like five years ago, but she didn't want to wear it, so it's just been sitting around. (laughs) And then Gwen Stefani wore it. Although I question whether she was paid or not. I don't know. I haven't heard anything, but I feel like there might have been some money exchanged.
0: They were like, look, it's going to be a minimalist neon green look, but we are going to give you allegedly $25,000.
1: I think she's making two hundred. dollars
0: How dare I lowball her? First, I'm maligning her makeup line. <laughs> now I'm thinking she gets paid less. Then I'm wife. buying
1: her El hella on point eyeliner.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. I'd
1: buy it if I knew how to use eyeliner. Oh, speaking of which, something amazing happened to me right before we started recording this.
0: I mean, technically to us, but yeah, you're going to be getting all that is sent, but go on. It happened to us, but it happened because of me.
1: Glossier DM'd us and was like, what's your address? Now- You guys, it's happening. <laughs>
0: Did it not also happen because I literally begged on last week's podcast that if anyone f- affiliated with Glossier listened to this, please send Chelsea stuff? The next
1: time you see me, Lauren, I'm gonna be in like the Glossier pink hoodie. No, no, no.
0: Evidently they listen, so say what color you want. You want the lavender one.
1: Well, I think they're gonna send me that anyway, because their <laughs> lavenderbomb.com just came out. Have you guys heard? Anyway, moving on
0: cardi b and versace who had the confidence to say next to donatella and i think lala anthony lipo didn't give me this body my son did (laughs) that's
1: cool She's so cool.
0: She also wanted to correct anyone before they asked. She goes, you know, Gilded is not all this old shit, okay? Gilded is gold. And that's what I am, baby. Yeah, she's like, it's not an era. It's like, well, it is, but you could interpret it differently.
1: It's fine, Cardi. Not mad at this. It felt authentic to her and to Versace. Although I would have loved to see her in a Gilded Age look just because she really has the body for that. And I would love to see those just like smashed... Hits in the way that we got with Billie Eilish. Anyway, Erica Badu in Marnie. I loved this. What an insane, perfect, and dare I say,
0: underrated look. Well, we've also realized there's a lot of looks that happened last night that we just missed.
1: So she wore this really insane patchwork ensemble. But like Kaya Gerber, this was really a stunning achievement in the hair department. She had braids that like hit the floor that had what looked like hundreds of really like irregular beads. It was just like completely insane looking. So major.
0: I also think what makes a good look is just an unexpected element to it. And the fact that Marnie designed this and that Marnie was on the red carpet for the Met felt very unexpected.
1: Yeah, it was cool. Well, the guy, I forget the guy's name that's the head designer, but he's incredible. I love it. And uh, I also love Jonah Hill in Marnie. Was Jonah Hill there last night? No, he just like oh, okay. takes selfies in the Marnie store and like posts them on his Instagram. So, Alicia Keys in Ralph Lauren was very much giving New York concrete jungle where dreams are made of, there's nothing you can't do vibes. But, you know, great.
0: Do you think when she's sitting in her massive apartment looking at the New York City skyline, she's like, I fucking regret doing that song?
1: No, she will never regret doing that song. She may regret doing the remix for Sex in the City too. Of a man so big
0: is that the one? It's it's rapture, it's the rapture mixed into the Sex of the City theme, right? Yeah,
1: but she did too. I think the end credits were rapture and the opening was just Empire State of Mind, but without Jay Z. I think just like the Met Gala red carpet, <laughs> or am I crazy? I don't know. I'm all my wires are all crossed, but yeah, I thought she looked cool. Didn't need whatever was happening with the ponytail and the hair situation, but sure. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, didn't need her plus one, but... <laughs> Who was her plus one? Her husband, was Beats. I mean, he seems chill. So shall we move on to men? If we must. Okay, Valerie Solanus. <laughs> So Jared Leto and Alessandro McKelly went as adult male Shining Twins with their side piece, Dakota Johnson.
0: (laughs) Can they just go full tilt, cult? Like, why do they keep just dancing around it? I love it. I thought it was great. Just go full wild, wild country in the hills of Italy, all right? I'll go. Yeah.
1: I think it was cool, although someone made the point on instagram that the barrettes should have been on opposite sides which i agree right just so it's like symmetry in a different way
0: i got caught in some tiktok skincare dermatologist who was rating how alessandro mckelly doesn't have the same uh voluma or fillers so they didn't quite look exactly the same It's like what the fuck
1: <laughs> They did pretty well. I mean, yeah, he didn't look as much like Jared Leto as the prosthetic head that he carried to the camp Met Gala. But what can you do?
0: I would have rather Jared Leto carrying around a portrait of an old version of himself, like Dorian Gray. That would have been on theme.
1: Beautiful. Lenny Kravitz, do we know what he
0: was wearing? I can't.
1: Does it matter though?
0: No, it's Lenny Kravitz in a corset and he's almost 60. Like, who gives a fuck?
1: The craziest thing is that he didn't even look that different. Like, it was no. kind of like, oh, there's Lenny Kravitz. Like, <laughs> he has a full sheer lace train and a corset, but it was just kind of like, okay. And that's major.
0: Quest Love, I loved. Hot off his Oscar win that no one remembers because (laughs) Will Smith slapped Chris Rock seconds before.
1: Also, did you see that Chris Rock was on the international best dress list this year?
0: He deserves it.
1: He does, but...
0: I did read that his coat was a nod to Andre Leon Talley and his own oversized coats.
1: I love a voluminous coat on a man. Like, it's kind of like Kravis has given us a similar vibe lately. And by Kravis, I mean Travis, the male half of Kravis.
0: And then I would say the best dressed male would be Odell Beckham Jr. in what I just found out, thanks to his Instagram, was cactus plant flea market. Again, if you're not going to dress on theme, just dress interestingly.
1: Yeah, he looked chill. Whatever, it looked good. It must be satisfying to wear something that roomy when everyone else is in like white tie tails tuxes all that shit
0: speaking of which cody smith mcphee in bottega veneta
1: i think the brooch was a bridge too far for me i could have dealt with the gloves which looked like they belonged to someone that cleans up crime scenes for a living but whatever it was still kind of fab but it didn't blow me away
0: my favorite thing was watching him trying to explain how it was on theme during the Vogue livestream. He's like, what do you say in America? Oh yeah, this is like casual Friday, but Gilded Age because of the brooch. It's like, I'm telling you, the red carpet is being killed by making these poor actors force their stylists to interpret Andrew Bolton's theme, okay? It's too <laughs> much pressure.
1: Well, he definitely didn't give a shit. Jack Harlow in Givenchy.
0: Speaking of men who didn't give a shit, but still look great.
1: Yeah, I'm not mad at this. I like a brown suit these days. Could have used a wider leg, but whatever. You can't always get what you want, as Mick Jagger once
0: said. Mick Jagger, who wasn't on the red carpet, but Evan Mock, who, well, not exactly period specific. He was my favorite dandy on the red carpet in Head of State.
1: I don't know what Head of State is. Is that wrong? Am I out of touch? I don't know either. I just looked it up. What the fuck is Head of State? Head of State. Oh, just (laughs) literally just pictures of Queen Elizabeth and Joe Biden came up.
0: Oh, for me, when I looked it up, it's the it's the Chris Rock film where he's the president. <laughs> I guess that's
1: all we need to know. <laughs> Moving on. Kid Cudi in Kenzo. I think a cape on a man always gives wizard or warlock. And this was giving wizard. It's giving Disney. It's Mickey Fantasia vibes or Donald Duck if he had to pull a formal look. I was going to say, or magician at the Magic Castle. (laughs) Have you been to the Magic Castle? Because I don't even know what the magicians look like.
0: Uh, Yes, many years ago. You have to know someone to get in.
1: I also remember when your car broke down (laughs) in the parking lot of the Magic Castle and you had like a full meltdown. But I persevered. (laughs) Nevertheless.
0: Riz Ahmed in, we don't know, but we know that he was inspired and this is a reference to the immigrant workers who kept the Gilded Age going.
1: Well, he was in 4S Designs, which is a streetwear brand that I have no awareness of. It's a powerful and unique reference point for sure, but I don't know if I loved how it translated into fashion, although I don't know how laborers dressed during this period. Like, is it super literal or is this a streetwear interpretation? I have no idea.
0: Also, it's a custom outfit for him. Like, that's fine that you're referencing the worker class, but, like, it's still an outfit that's thousands of dollars, even if you are referencing what you're referencing. Like, what is the (laughs) point exactly?
1: Yeah, but the Met Gala requires someone that protests the theme. Like, last year it was AOC, right, with the Tax the Rich, before that, it was Lena Waith in the Black Drag Queen's Invented Camp Blazer, even though that was totally factually inaccurate. But it was a vibe nonetheless. You need that person.
0: Speaking of which, did you see Eric Adams and what he was wearing and that toxin on the back it said, end gun violence? And also a gun with, a, with an X through it in case you didn't know what he was referring to? Seems a little bit on the nose, but okay. It's also like, this is a man that wants to put more comps in the subway who did not stop a domestic terrorist attack a few weeks ago. It's like, sir, the problem starts with you. You do have a fair point,
1: but you know what? Maybe I'm going to take back what I said about Riz Ahmed because it would have been easy to just write immigrants made the Gilded Age on the back of a jacket. Like, that's
0: a lazy interpretation, right? Fair enough. Speaking of someone who didn't even try, Sebastian Stan, who when I sent you this last night, I said, I can't wait to explain who Sebastian Stan is to you. Okay. Is it Shondaland vibes or Marvel vibes? It's Marvel. He plays Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier in the Marvel films, but he also played, you would know, Tommy Lee in Pam and Tommy. Oh, Okay. I love these kinds of looks because I would love to be on a fly on the wall of a stylist trying to tell him that this was a good idea.
1: They're like, Valentino's going to dress you. The catch is they will only dress you in this color.
0: And you're going to look like a Sean John Fubu outfit from the early 2000s. <laughs> and his st- his stands, Sebastian Stan stands are like... Just bending over backwards. And they're like, actually, it was on theme because fuchsia was actually invented and popularized during the Gilded Age. It's like, stop, stop.
1: We're all doing too much work. Fuck, if we had an intern, I would make them go through Twitter and just find every Barb tweet defending Nicki Minaj's outfit. Uh, Next year. So we've reached... The end of our Google Doc, but we have some awards to give out.
0: Yeah, if we're coming for Fashion Police's crown, who would we be without the end of show awards? So
1: we're going to start out with
0: best outfit styled by my wife. Wow. We're really lucky that Tad didn't style two people, or else this decision would be very difficult
1: it's true so we're gonna give that to katie perry and oscar de la renta we love you tat we're so happy for you and uh watch her never listen to this episode <laughs> fucking bitch
0: it makes you feel better john lovett talks about how ronan farrow never listens to its podcast
1: i'm sure he doesn't he has much better things to do tat not so much <laughs> tat's just like on tiktok vaping oh why are we being such bitches congrats tat we love you
0: And the next category is something we're calling best sponsored outfit because let's not pretend that certain designers that are there did not pay celebrities to wear them. And we suspect...
1: Allegedly? (laughs) We suspect that Laura Harrier's first choice was not H&M, but she looked amazing. Yeah. I'm not even being facetious. This was a good outfit. You know how good it is? We didn't even know it was H&M. Didn't know. We're like, is that Louis Vuitton? Waist looked snatched, hip looked correct for the period. It was absolutely beautiful. And as we've said on the pod before, Laura Harrier is the only person that can play Diana Ross's character in a remake of Mahogany.
0: Laura Harrier, a follower of our account. We think you looked incredible. You probably don't listen to this podcast though.
1: But shout out to the H&M Atelier.
0: We have divvied up best dressed. So right now we have best dressed on theme and I am selecting Lizzo in Tom Brown. Look, did Blake Lively dress on theme? Of course. Did she look interesting? Fuck no. I also think the key to being best dressed is a person meeting the designer. Like Tom Brown tends to Tom Brown on the red carpet, but I thought that the exaggerated hip corset dress with the drop skirt The Chesterfield Black Duchess satin coat was a nice departure and elevation of his usual silhouettes. And I thought she inhabited a Gilded Age character without it looking costumey. And it made me think of Lizzo differently as well as Tom Brown. And that to me is what makes Best Dressed is when it makes you think of someone differently.
1: Totally. Well, it was also nice that he put her in something that was form-fitting and sexy. Sure, he did throw a giant opera coat on her that Andre Leontali definitely would have fucked with, but it was a nice combination of those two things, and she looked amazing. I think that Billie Eilish really killed the theme because she went more literal than everyone else. She took a really big risk doing that because... The Gilded Age has absolutely nothing to do with the very specific aesthetic that she has cultivated for herself, but the risk paid off. So props to Billy. Also, I feel like her really sad, stoic facial expressions added a lot to this. The girl can model, and the PC updo was the icing
0: on the cake. She has John Singer Sargent face, so it worked very well. Uh, so who did we like that was off theme? Again, you're not going to like that I picked Gigi Hadid, but I picked Gigi Hadid because, you know, she's wearing a piece that was reworking concepts that were seen on the Versace fall winter collection. That was- Yeah, but
1: the concept was just copying Norma Kamali's sleeping bag coat, but in red vinyl.
0: Yeah, I mean, Donatella, like me, is a reverse insomniac and is just up in the middle of the night and on showtime at like 3 a.m., the cell is just always playing. (laughs) I think it's refreshing to see, while not a piece that was actually on the runway, concepts and themes that we're going to see in stores in a few months.
1: I hear you, and I do concede that she looked way better than her sister.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. All right, who's your pick for best dressed? Off theme.
1: I'm gonna go with Erica Badu. It's not literally gilded, it's not referencing the gilded age, but patchwork is such a quintessentially American thing, and this was executed so well. So good for Erica. She's always been an original, no one looks like her. It's major.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like this has been my point all night, but if you just opened it out to American style, I think you would have more diverse, interesting looks like what we've awarded in the best dressed off theme.
1: Well, you could just dress like that. Like she did. I feel like there was never anyone enforcing this theme, you know?
0: Yeah, it's not like Anna Wintour is a hall monitor and she's like giving out demotions or something as you come through the doors.
1: Yeah, for sure. Shall we move on to the least dressed?
0: A category that we thought would have many participants, but there really wasn't a lot of slutty looks this year.
1: Because Julia Fox wasn't invited. So we're left with Dwayne Wade. Because he was shirtless. Yeah, he didn't wear a shirt. Everyone else wore shirts. Not wearing a shirt at a white tie function is a really bold move. But, you know, if Timothee can do it at the Oscars, why not? He certainly has the bod.
0: I mean, tell if. If you want to give this to Julia Fox, because we both know if she was there, she would be the least dressed. You can. You're right. This award goes to Julia Fox. In our imagined thoughty denim bustle dress that Glenn Martins would have designed for her. Perfect.
1: So the least interesting to look at.
0: Who could that be? Court,
1: we love you, but this look didn't feel like you. It felt a little drab, but we do appreciate the fact that you told Hamish Bowles to his face that you didn't give a shit about the theme, so legend status.
0: Yeah, and also since this category is named after you, we were always going to have the least interesting to look at category. We just didn't think that Courtney actually was going to be the winner of this category. But she's also the winner of a subcategory, which is Most Refreshing Red Carpet Interview. Yeah. For admitting that She didn't think about the theme. It's not something she thinks about, okay? She thinks about her family. She thinks about Pooh. And she thinks about Travis. She doesn't have time for the Gilded Age, okay? She's living a very clean lifestyle. It's just like not really industrial age.
1: (laughs) So we don't want to do Worst Dress because that's mean. It feels like a throwback to Joan Rivers. And Mr. Blackwell and their callous, callous behavior. But
0: maybe we could have a not best dressed. This is the, not, it was not great award. Right. I would never say it's not the, they didn't understand the assignment category because <laughs> we're not using that phrase anymore.
1: No, and they're no longer a couple, but they still are united in poor fashion choices. I'm just going to say it. We did not love Camilla <laughs> Capello and Shawn
0: Mendes. Camilla Cabello in Prabal Gurong? Yes. That's how you say that designer's name? I think it's Gurung, but sure. Whatever. In a look that I think what she was going on just based on what I heard in the interviews was it's sustainable. So I did well, right guys? And it's like, no.
1: But how many silk flowers had to die for this outfit? And then they're like, it took a month to like make this. And it's like, that was not a month well spent. (laughs)
0: And also it's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to take those silk flowers out and put it in a vase? That would be sustainable. Never needing flowers again.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Didn't love. Also with Sean, bad in a totally different way. He was wearing Tommy Hilfiger. Someone commented on our Instagram story about this and said that he looked like he was giving top man and he does. Like, it's top man, dandy vibes, and I don't vibe with that at all.
0: To me, and maybe it's just his look in general, it was more giving um, Gaston at, like, Disney World in Orlando. Okay, but I saw that there were memes comparing him to Gaston, and I
1: actually don't understand them. Like, the jacket is not that similar. His physique is certainly not (laughs) Gaston-esque.
0: I guess it more just... It was giving a, a Disney live-action character. You know, like the guy that plays Gaston and just walks around the world. You know what it's giving? It's
1: giving... I forget what they're called, but it's people that go to Disneyland and they can't literally wear costumes to Disneyland because it's not allowed. Like, you can't, like, show up dressed as Ariel. Adult so, Adults can't. Adults can't. So you dress up in clothes that, like, like if you were looking like Ariel, you'd wear, like, a little purple bra top and like a green maxi skirt. Like it's like a style, it's a whole thing. But that's what may maybe he's giving Gaston in that way. E- in that I'm getting through security <laughs> at Disneyland kind of way. And that's it. Not exactly worst <laughs> dress, but not best dress. Well, I also feel like perhaps Nicki Minaj could have been here, but just for the sake of us not being bullied online, she isn't.
0: And it was too tempting to put this former couple together. Yeah. I mean, he peaked with the faux Mapplethorpe look. Right.
1: So with that, we've reached the end.
0: I can't believe we have to wait another year for the Met. It's so cruel. It is. What do I have to look forward to? The Emmys? (laughs) TV stars? No, thank you. Sad. Yeah, I love the Met Gala.
1: It's so fun seeing everyone's outfits, seeing everyone get really mad about the outfits online.
0: And I know that there was a lot of calls. Well, maybe not a lot of calls, but a few people have asked us why we don't do live coverage. And I think it's because we would look like the E-team. And we don't want that <laughs> for you guys. We need at least 12 hours to just process everything. Yeah. I hope at some point we can get to that
1: level. But it's really hard to take everything in. It's an overwhelming amount of information. Didn't you feel kind of overwhelmed yeah. watching it? I mean, we still can't ID certain pieces. But that's also on Vogue, which I don't understand why they don't know who makes things. Yeah, Vogue. Well, it's just weird. Like, you would think that they'd be able to, like, get that information ahead of time and then, like, sit on it and caption photos and stuff.
0: Especially in the Instagram age. Just DM Quest Love. Who are you wearing?
1: Yeah. Anyway. Thank you guys again for listening to this long-ass episode, if you're still
0: listening. And uh, I just want to say on the pod, I'm manifesting Chelsea and I standing next to Hamish Bowles in a tiara one year. <laughs> Fingers crossed. If, would- for,
1: if for no other reason than to rescue him from Vanessa Hutchins.
0: But it would be so cute. I could be on one side, you could be on the other side of him. He'd be like, I fucking hate my life. We didn't even mention he was the only person to wear a top hat. Was he really the only one? I kind of think so. You know why, Chelsea?
1: Because a top hat on anyone other than Hamish Bowles looks really douchey.
0: He did his homework. (laughs) All right, we're out. All right, guys, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.